Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. So uh, this is such a dad move. Uh, this, uh, this guy, he has uh, an 8-month-old daughter, and uh, she is in the second percentile for weight. Well, that's not good. So the doctor said she needs to uh, take in way more calories before her next appointment. So the dad came up with an idea to get her to chug more formula. By using a beer bong. <laughs> he says, I gained a ton of weight that way in college, so I figured it would do the same for her. So he built this beer bong out of a funnel and a tube, and then he attached a bottle nipple to the end of it. He posted a TikTok video of his daughter really enjoying pounding her formula out of this beer bong, and she's so cute. And this tiny little face and this big tube it looks like a hose going into her mouth, and she's just popping it back. There you go. So good on him. He's sleepless in Seattle no longer. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. The desperate times, desperate measures. Oh yeah. I mean, if you got a kid that's you know hungry all the time, you must be crying all night long. And and certainly, you know, you'd figure with this kind of story, there'd be some parent out there who would say, "That's not a good impression for right. a child yeah. to teach them that funneling beer is a way to live your life." Well, you he know. didn't use an actual beer bong. No. Though. No, no. We're waiting for her, uh, what is she, eight months? Waiting for her first birthday. She's going to get one of those helmets. Yeah, with the straws. <laughs> Little bottles on I each side. I wanted one of those. I had one. Oh, yeah? Shocking, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure somebody got it for me as a stupid Christmas gift one year. Um, yeah, no, good for him. And so far, nobody's pounded on him about it, so that that's good. The minute anybody associates children and funnel beer you know they they put the two together yes. and think he's feeding them actual beer yes. well naturally that would be frowned upon if that were the case yeah if she starts shotgunning <laughs> she grabs a, the knife and just pounds a hole in the side of the uh, formula bottle and shoots it back then she might be heading down a path right yes we're not so certain about but for now she's gaining weight and good on that dad well i think this has happened to all of us at some point or another but oh man is it so annoying when it does, I got effed at the drive-thru, as Joe Pesci would say. <laughs> they eff you at the drive-thru. They uh, get you every time. They do. And I went to get my morning tea, as I like to have my black green tea. And uh, when I pulled up, there was nobody else there. So I thought, okay, good. In and out quickly here. And I put the order in. And then the person said, okay, hang on for a second. There seemed to be some issues. I thought, well... What the hell issues can there be? There's nobody else here. It's mm. 4.30 in the morning, for crying out loud. And, you know, she gets back to me. She says, okay, sorry, what was that order again? And I tell her. She goes, okay, come around. And then I go around, and I go to pay, and they open the sliding door thing, glassy thing, and they say, oh, hang on a second, and they close it. So there's lots of, there's there's controversy going on. There's right. confusion. Yes. The green tea black really threw them you've, off. You've woken them up. That's right. So finally, uh, she says, all right, and uh, I pay, and then I move up to the next window. Same thing. They open the window, and then they say, hang on. They close the window, and then they hand the cup to me. Now, right away, I, I sensed something was wrong, because with a T, you usually get the string hanging out with the little uh, paper thingy on it. I didn't see that, and I just thought, ah, maybe it fell into the cup. That's happened before. So I drive to work. I get to work. I open it up. I just, I, even in the car, I thought, eh, I think I smell coffee, not tea. And it, not only is it a coffee instead of my tea, but it's a coffee that's like a quarter coffee and three quarters cream. <laughs> so this coffee was obviously ordered for a nine-year-old. <laughs> but I'm like, how do they go from green tea black to coffee right. filled with cream? Maybe that's what they heard. Right. Maybe, maybe or, that was or someone 
who ordered like a four by four, yeah, is really upset as well. Isn't it strange with coffee? Like uh, w- coffee, I understand that you you many people just need the caffeine in them, and they don't really like the taste of coffee. But it seems to me if you don't like the taste of coffee, how did you get so hooked on the caffeine? That means you would have been drinking it a lot. Mm. Like I I go through stages. I used to really like coffee, and then I was off of it, and then I was on it, but. I know people who can't stand the taste of it, but drink it every day. Yeah, and I think that's why you add cream and sugar. They're t- adding anything yeah. to try and get rid of the coffee you know, taste. Get rid of some of that bitterness. It's ridiculous. That's in the coffee, and and I, like, I'm assuming that you know I'm not a coffee drinker either. But I'm assuming when you order more cream and sugar into it, you're not ordering like a small. It's mm. because you're getting a taller cup, right? Right. 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 Like, you can't order a small 4x4. Four four. Oh, I think they can. There'd be no coffee in it. <laughs> I'm sure people do. <laughs> it's it, crazy. I, I don't know uh, why Even we do Even a small double-double would be, mm. like, half cream and sugar by the time. Yeah. Well, plus it makes it, you know, you want, the, you want a hot drink. By the time you've dumped all that cream into it, it's cold. <laughs> ah, threw my day off completely. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, listen, it, it, it is one of the greater frustrations mm. when... Your order is wrong at the drive-thru. And especially if you're going into like the busiest time and you're special ordering things, mm-hmm. you know, while there's there should never be an expectation of a mistake, mm. you know, you really understand. And having, you know, been in that inside when that's happening, our limited experience on like McHappy Day, you realize how crazy that environment is. I remember years ago, there was this diner. A restaurant in uh, near where we were living, and it wasn't a place that normally did takeout. You'd go and eat there, but for whatever reason, one night we decided we wanted to do takeout. And I re- and I always loved this diner. It was I thought the food was terrific, and so we went. I can't remember what we got, but I do remember that we had ordered like side salads, and I guess either Maria or I wanted a Caesar salad. So we get the food, we get home, open it up. It's a garden salad instead of a Caesar salad. So we call them because it really was close. And we go, oh, listen, there was this problem. You know, uh, we realized, of course, that they didn't normally do takeout. So we were willing to, you know, not be really aggravated by it. We take the salad back and uh, they give us uh, another salad. And and I get it. And I should have looked and I open it up. And isn't it a Greek salad now? (laughs) So Maria's like, forget it. I'll eat it. And she said, but we're never going there again. Right. One, you know, to put her foot down. And I remember being so aggravated because I love that place. You've ruined another thing for me. And that's the interesting thing, too, is when we have something go wrong, we always take it so personally. Oh, I know. They hate me. Like, like how could they forget (laughs) to put straws in my bag? How do they expect me to drink this now? You're right. Right? And it's like, you are just, you're not even a number to them. You're a number of straw number (laughs) 17,000 today. (laughs) Exactly. But but right away, it's like, how am I going to eat my nuggets without (laughs) sauce? Who do they think I am? (laughs) How dare they? were asked, how close do you want your family living to you, your siblings, parents, in-laws, and this type of thing? All right. And almost all of us don't want our family living so close that they can just pop in whenever they want. Okay. Got to be an organized, planned visit. Uh, Most out of that wish they did live closer to family, just not too close. And if we had to pick a family member we want to live closer to, it's siblings Rather than parents, okay. um, you know, so 
that way you can get together with your brother and sister and complain about your mom and dad. Yeah, things in Canada, I, I think, different. I would say, I don't want to be so far away that I got to fly to get there. Right. Right. Because, you know, flights here tend to be more expensive with mm-hmm. all the taxes and stuff. A little different in the States when you can hop on a flight for 35 bucks. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, it's, it's cheaper than taking the GO train in some situations to, to see family. Mm. Um, you know, I've been lucky in my situation. you got to know your, your, your family as well, where, you know, my parents are close, so we can, you know, use them as babysitters. Well, and, you, uh, you could throw a stone from here right. and hit their house. Yeah, that's where I grew up. <laughs> but, but at the same time, my parents are not popover people. At all. Well, why would they be lucky? <laughs> You're there every day. I mean, I see when you and I pull out, how many times I've seen you make that right to your right. parents? Well, like, usually it's to pick stuff up. What the hell are you? The why are you stuff. bothered? They're retired. They're probably sleeping. You're pounding on the door at quarter after nine I in the morning. Go, I'm not there that often. But but at least they're like they're not popping people. And, and if that's especially in, you know, in a relationship, right. if you've got in-laws that, that are popping people, right. you know, that might be a conversation about where you live because you don't want that. They, uh, uh, when asked, the people say the reason they want family living closer is not so that they can hang out and have dinners with them, but just as you say, for a babysitter. Right. You know. Now, I've had both. I've had my family live close. I've had my in-laws live close, and I've had them live far away. And the one thing I'll say now, certainly it works out too. I guess it's good. It's, it's far enough away that there certainly is no pop-ins because it's like an hour drive. You know, they're mostly out in Brampton, and we're out here in the East End. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, on a Saturday, we'll, we'll call and say, hey, we're going to come out, and we'll drive around and see everybody, and then we go home. It's a day or it's an afternoon, and it's over with, and then it doesn't happen again for a few weeks or whatever. When we lived in Windsor, you know, we didn't see them much. Long weekends, Christmas, whatever. But when they came, it was for days. <laughs> you know, and when you've got like six kids in the house and four adults for days, it, it gets to be a bit much. That's too much time. You yeah, know, a pop-in just... is usually like 10, 15 minutes. Sure. <laughs> you know, we get together for dinner and go home. Right. So uh, both both can be both can be bad. And I would prefer, I think, to have it the way where they're uh, an hour away. You know, be interesting after this is all said and done, the pandemic, that whether or not there'll be some people who say, well, I, I, I didn't like being that far away from family. Right. I'd rather be closer right. or have that option now that we can get together. And, you know, part of it, too, being, you know, the world is so much more connected now because of technology. Sure. You can Zoom and you can FaceTime and and you can actually, you know, we dreamed when we were kids of, of a phone that you could see each mm-hmm. other through. Now that we've got it. We don't use it. Mm. <laughs> you know, we started off really hot and bothered with it, you know, right. early on in a pandemic. Now it's like, oh, damn, I want to FaceTime. I got to put clothes on. The whole thing. <laughs> I got to find a room without porn going on or something. I still truly believe that we're full of poop when it comes to this desperation of wanting to see family. You know, because all <laughs> I've ever heard is complaints mostly, you know, oh, every holiday. That's all you hear people go, hey, what are you, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? Oh, I'm going to go spend it with my in-laws. Oh, I don't know. My parents are coming into town. Now it's just like we, oh, I have to hug them. I have to hold them. Again, as I said just earlier today, if this pandemic is over this weekend, by Easter, we'll be like, oh, crap. I got to see my nephew and nieces and parents. It's Easter. It's going to be a nightmare. I noticed that uh, since the photo radar box has been up in my neighborhood two or three times now, Somebody, and this is a pretty crappy job, but somebody's got to come by and clean up all the spray paint and graffiti that's on Right. But lately, some warriors 
have decided that they would spray paint over the uh, the camera part of the screen. So what you'll see up in the left-hand corner, there's a different box, and I guess that's where the camera is, or there's right. the flash for the camera. So they've taken to spray painting over that, so the uh, flash. <laughs> so I saw the guy yesterday with his uh, cleaning utensils out, scrubbing it down once again. Yeah, it's, it's been an ongoing thing uh, to the point where police uh, at one point had to put out a memo saying, you know, you realize it is a camera uh, yeah. that's, that's active as you walk up to it, but I'm sure uh, they're getting smarter and smarter. But unless you're walking up to it at 60 kilometers an hour, <laughs> that's true. I don't think it's going to flash it. <laughs> it's just whether or not it takes a picture yeah. at the second you happen to be going by it. I guess somebody's trying to uh, send a message that they don't like it or right. trying to help people in the neighborhood avoid getting a ticket. And I don't know how long they stay in one neighborhood for. I know this one has been... Uh, it's been in my neighborhood at least a couple of months, and maybe more now, and it's been spray-painted at least half a dozen times. <laughs> Every time they leave, about 48 hours later, uh, they're back at it. So there you go. Have you seen that, uh, or do you know anyone who's had a ticket? I've seen no. a couple of people pop up on social media that they're no. upset. It is funny how some people treat it, though, because I know in this little stretch of road, I mean, I'm really aware, and, and at first I was going to try to avoid it and go through subdivisions and stuff, but it's just the quickest route home for me uh, from the grocery store and other things. So well, there's a certain point when the sign says, you know, drops down to, from 60 to 50, and I'm very aware of that and take my foot off the gas pedal. But as you're going south down this road at that 50-kilometer point, it's a bit of a hill. So you almost have to, if you're doing like 60 and want to get down a little bit, you almost have to ride the brake because right. it just wants to keep climbing. But I and I've I've really noticed that the people in front of me, almost all of them, are putting on their brakes and really bringing it down through that little stretch. But then you look in your rearview mirror, and there's some guy just right up on your arse, weaving around you, hauling down there. It's like some just don't care or don't get it, or they don't know the area. I, I, yeah. I guess, um, and and don't realize because you know where the speed traps are. You've seen a lot of enforcement. In the last couple of weeks, I think when kids went back into schools, they started some some blitzes. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of, of, of cars out. And even on the drive in here, like 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning, mm. there are, are cops pulling people over. You got to think, man, what speed do they have to be doing when it's minus 17 with the wind chill? <laughs> Who wants right. to get out of the car Put their and be writing a ticket? Put their donut down. <laughs> Look, I, I'm, you know, I'm fine with the boxes. I, I, I would prefer that because I know now they're there every day. Right. You know, with the cops kind of hiding up and down alleyways or in parking lots or behind trees. You don't know when they're there. You see them all of a sudden. You're hammering on your b- brakes to try to avoid getting caught. And I really think the police have a lot, you know, a lot more important things to do than hauling me over for going 15 over the speed limit, you know. And plus, there's been a lot of stories, more stateside than here, but, the, you know, the abuse that people take and the fear people have when a cop is standing at the side of their car, right or wrong. So, look, if you know the box is there, slow down. If you don't and you get a ticket, that's your fault, mm-hmm. you know. And the cops can be out uh, really looking for bad guys or taking care of uh, more important business, I think. Anyhow, I'm, I'm fine with them. Look, we're all adults, you know. You know the drill. Yeah, listen, life's about some checks and balances, and every now and then you need a little speed check (laughs) done onto the system. You know, it's nice if it doesn't, you know, continually affect your insurance, uh, which, you know, the photo radar shouldn't, but, uh, you know, it's... It's one of those things where every now and then you realize, okay, maybe I've been pushing it a little bit. 
slowing down isn't a bad idea. So if your insurance does a driver's abstract and those photo radars come up, it doesn't affect your insurance? I don't know. Uh, You would think it would. Because if you have enough of them. Yeah. Right? But because there was no court process in it, I don't know how that works. Remember years ago. I'd rather not find out. Yeah. (laughs) I was about, I don't know how old I was, probably in my late 20s or something. And I went through a stretch where... I must have gotten five or six speeding tickets in like a month. Wow. Like, like every time I pulled out of the driveway, they, they got me. And so I had lost a, a bunch of points or got points. It's funny. We always say we lose points, but we actually get points because they're demerit points. So if when you get up to so many points, then you, you get to call into the ministry for a chat. So I got to call to the ministry for a chat. And I always remember this guy saying to me, okay, because we were in Brampton at the time at the, uh, the driving center out there. And he said to me, uh, he said, look, if you got in your car right now and you hauled it like a bat out of hell to Markham and I did the speed limit and followed all the rules first and all I kept thinking was, well, I would, of course, moron. <laughs> of course I get there first. <laughs> but he showed me the answer was we get there at the same time because of traffic lights and other things and right. congestion. Even if I'm booting it at one point, I'm going to get stopped at another point. I still believe he's wrong. But uh, I, I played along so I wouldn't lose my license. Might be wrong by about a, but, but the amount of time that you save, it, it would probably shock you. Like, it's not that much. You can, oh, yeah. Sure. You can haul it. You might be there five minutes faster. Mm-hmm. But, it, but listen, if time is of the essence, then you know, a lot of people feel they're more important or their time is more important. Yeah, I, listen, I don't know if it's necessarily about feeling more important. I, I just think that, the, you know, when you're on the 401, and if you're in the fast lane, of course, if you're being an idiot and just flying around everybody well, that's in lane change, I mean. it, you know. but if you're not doing, I'll tell you, on the 401, if you're doing less than a buck thirty, you're slowing people up. It's uh, to the point where I've seen this going around too. You know, the OPP of some and in some sections of the province have said. Uh, we will enforce the left lane, and if you're mm. hanging in that left lane doing a hundred, yeah, uh, you should get a ticket. You're supposed to move over, and yeah. it's a hundred and fifty dollar fine. Is it really? Yeah, if you don't move over. Yeah, that that uh, to me that's more ignorant than the guy doing a buck fifty across the four hundred one. The person yeah. who's in the fast lane doing a hundred. It's the ones that are weaving in and out doing a, a mm. buck fifty. If listen, if, if if it's traffic and volume and everyone's going slow, mm. then. You know, the weaving in and out and trying to get around and going up shoulders and merge lanes, it, it, you know, to effectively get there a minute faster is only endangering lives. You got some extra cash lying around? You want to go treat yourself to something? Well, you can go buy yourself a new TV. March, they say, is a great month to buy a television. The second best month of the year to buy a TV. November is the first. Okay. Uh, I guess that's what Black Friday would be the reason. Then. Right. Well, in this, yeah, in the States, right? But March is the best month. I always thought it had to do with Super Bowl. Well, it's the second best. No- November is the first. Okay. Yeah. A jewelry. There's always a lot left over from Valentine's. Uh, or returned. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> uh, didn't work out. <laughs> didn't end up giving it. No, she said no. Uh, jewelry stores uh, dropped their prices in March to. Uh, Unload the stuff. Okay. Winter sports gear. You know, winter's going to come again, so you can get skis, snowboards, heavy coats, all discounted as we get closer to spring. Yes. The younger the kids, the tougher the sizing, I've found. Oh, yeah? Well, because you got to predict what size they'll be sure. next winter. Next year, yeah. <laughs> We're not carving up this spring. No, 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 we no. Just bought you this coat. you got to fit in that. Um, mattresses. New models are on the way, so stores are trying to get rid of last year's stuff. Okay. And, of course, as spring is not far away... 
your barbecue grills. Uh, the prices go way down. Uh, right around now, and then they usually won't drop again until August, September, when we head into the fall again. So, oh, yeah, yourself a new grill. And last year, the smoker craze, right? Mm. I mean, everyone's stuck at home. All of a sudden, you've got 14 or 15 hours yeah. to, to yeah. kill on a brisket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if things are back to normal this summer, maybe Kijiji might be the place to go for we'll those. Probably, fight. you're right. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a novelty thing, right? Yeah, yeah, the meat was fine. It didn't need to take a, a day and a half. <laughs> I mean, brisket's great. Love it. Uh, but, you know, sometimes just going to Teddy's place and grabbing a quick sandwich is the easier route. Yeah. I don't know that any, like, you you know, you cook something. It's like turkey and in the oven all day. And a roast can take a long time, depending on how you do it. And it always comes out of the oven and say, wow, that was a whole lot of effort. Dump gravy on it. Right. <laughs> like, That's true. Why do we got to spend all these? I get the steak on and off in two minutes, seared on either side. Mm. Eat it. I, I like it all, but but I you know I've tried I tried the brisket a couple of times yeah. last year. It really is good, mm. and it's just something that it's so different a process for right. cooking sure. it too, right? Yep. You know, for the most part, it, it, I mean, what are you doing? It, it, you have to keep the grill closed, right? And you're not. It's not like it's a really involved cook the whole yeah, time. You, yeah, it's not like you've done something spectacular. You threw it in and turned it on. Right. Yeah. You you've actually overcooked it to the point where it's finally good again. <laughs> but we wow ourselves. Oh yeah. Look at what Daddy did. He sat in the backyard, got hammered, and burnt our dinner. Rock mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky, ninety four nine The Rock.